welcome to the Voted Least Likely podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur after spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown, and losing all confidence in myself. I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely Podcast. I interviewed Kyle Carey, who is my partner and also a business owner recently, and we talked a lot about the beginning stages of starting a business, and what came out in the conversation was really interesting. Kyle has this incredible gift. He has many gifts, but he has this one that really stuck out. So he has the ability to figure things out. It's like this unshakable faith in himself. And in our conversation, he said that he had this even when he was a kid. So this is a growth mindset, this belief that you can learn, grow and progress and Honestly, I believe it is, I don't know, I think the most important thing that brings success when growing a business. And I don't have that skill, <laughs> not even not even a little bit. I always assume I will fail and that I won't be able to make it work or figure it out, that I'm not smart enough to learn new things. And I have always had that belief since I was a little kid. And I thought about it after because it's a bit wild how our lives have come together. Kyle and I are both high school dropouts. He left school because it wasn't challenging enough and he didn't see the point in it and he just hated the environment. I left school because I couldn't seem to figure it out and I couldn't learn. I left because it was too challenging. Then you fast forward many years and we find ourselves starting separate businesses we're also just opposite personalities, which is why we work as a couple, but it says something that we both work as entrepreneurs, right? The point I wanna make is that you hear a lot about the things that are requirements to become an entrepreneur, and I believe there are definitely things you need to be aware of and work on, but you can still do it your own way. I still really struggle with a fixed mindset, especially in business, and I really struggle with learning and dealing with change and understanding some of the basics. I will never figure things out the way someone like Kyle does. But I have such a fucking fire in me and this drive allows me to keep at it. Eventually things work out. I don't always eventually figure it out. but. I just eventually move forward in the ways that I know I can, or I need to let something go and try something else. I've tried many things that I have not been able to figure out, and then I just have to treat it as a loss. So I don't have that unshakable faith that I will find the answer, because I often don't, but I do have the faith that I will keep going. 
And this faith is due to the fact that I feel as though I don't really have another choice. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the things we hear in the business world that we are told are musts and how you can kind of navigate this and find your own way because there is no one size fits all here. I am not a born entrepreneur and when I started out, I heard a lot about the things that I wasn't. So if you've been feeling like that, then this show is for you. So I want to start with the idea of being extroverted in business. Simon Sinek, who is a thought leader and has written a few really, really incredible books, he explains the difference between extrovert and introvert so perfectly. He says, introverts wake up with five coins and every interaction during the day takes a coin from them. Extroverts wake up with zero coins and every interaction they gain a coin. So those two personality types are going to have a massively different experience in business, right? But neither one is better or worse than the other. It's more about finding how to leverage which one you are. So I am extremely introverted. And when I do in-person events, marketing gigs for my brand, this is hard for me. I actually enjoy it, but it takes everything from me to do it. And in the past, I think I came off as a little bit snobby to other vendors because I didn't mingle a lot. And it wasn't because I didn't want to get to know anyone or network. I just genuinely had to save my coins for the event itself. So I've gotten better at this and I have learned how to better manage my energy. But social interactions still take energy from me. That's just my nature. And when I'm saying that, I mean, I'm sitting here in my studio recording this podcast episode on my own, and I'm full of energy. This is energizing to me, working behind the scenes, putting the hours in alone. This is easier for me, and I can stay in a flow state for hours because that's also my nature. So when we think business, we often think big energy, out in the world, flashy marketing, glamorous events, etc. And that side of the business is important. But those opportunities don't come without a lot of early mornings working in sweatpants with unwashed hair and, you know, a cup of coffee that needs to be reheated. So honestly, I feel like at this point I should have this stamped on my forehead, but don't compare yourself or your progress to someone else's Instagram feed. Another thing I see a lot in the online entrepreneurial space is that you need to quit your day job and take the risk. And this one's hard for me because I believe it's really dependent on the individual. Um, I registered my business in 2013 and I didn't quit my day job until 2018. Now my timeline is a little bit extreme because I did everything wrong in my business leading up to that big leap. So if five years sounds like a long time, you're right, it is. And But the point isn't really the timeline. So I was a really good employee. I had always had a job because I needed one. I moved out and started supporting myself when I was 17. So having a job and keeping that job was hardwired into me. I didn't have that safety net. So when I was an employee, that always came first. This was hard because when I had opportunities that came up in my business that would maybe require me to take time off my day job or ask for a shift change, 
I just wouldn't ask. So if you're the type of person who can do both and keep your day job just as your day job and work on your business on the side, honestly, I think it's the best way to grow a business with a good foundation you will still want to, you know, bootstrap things as much as possible, but having the safety net allows you to make longer term decisions and you can think more like a visionary instead of making sort of quick reactive choices. It is a balance though, because once you do quit, it gives you that fire. It's that now or never kind of momentum that is harder to generate without the fear, honestly. It's exciting. It's it's really a thrill to quit and be the driver of your next step in your journey. So it is an individual decision and comes down to personality, lifestyle, and all of that. But my advice on this, because I know a lot of people are in this position and it is a hard decision to make. So my advice is to have a plan. And I know that sounds obvious, but I didn't really have one. I just burned myself out trying to be the best employee and trying to build a business until I was just forced to choose. I was completely maxed out when I quit and that wasn't really the best way to then take on my business full time. So, and honestly in that state, I didn't make the best decisions. So have a plan. Your business should have some kind of foundation, something that you can start to gain momentum with. So if you're launching a product, it would be good to have an email list to launch to and a few in-person events or networking gigs lined up so you can immediately start taking action and launching something to an audience. Again, it just has to be some foundation, some structure. You know, I, I talk a lot about starting before you're ready and that's really important. So. I'm not saying you need a full sales team and HR department before you take the leap, but have some outline in place for yourself. And that might be a plan that's, you know, sort of six months out or a year out or whatever feels right to you. Again, that's going to be based on your personality. If you need a tighter timeline so that you keep that drive, go for it. This show is sponsored by our very own company, Leah Yard Designs. Leah Yard Designs is a jewelry brand in Vancouver, Canada that specializes in unique, semi-precious pieces. The designs are meant to be mixed and matched to celebrate the wearer. We love fashion juxtapositions, which is why you will usually find me in ripped jeans and a ton of gold jewelry. Our goal is to add glamour to every day. Our most popular design is our Zodiac necklace, which was created to celebrate what makes you uniquely you. 5% of all profits in the jewelry collection are donated to the DEWC, a local charity that helps vulnerable women in Vancouver's downtown east side. You can learn more and shop the full collection at www.leayarddesigns.com. Something I think people don't talk enough about is this. If you keep your day job and build your business on the side of that, that's fucking awesome. That is incredible. That shows so much determination and drive. I know it sounds so courageous to just quit, throw caution to the wind, take the leap, and all the phrases sound so glamorous, but the truth is, I have nothing but respect for those who keep their day jobs and grow a business on the side. It's smart, and it does not make you any less of a business owner in any capacity. I used to feel shameful when I was in this position and I really regret viewing it that way. There is nothing shameful about generating funds to invest in your business and life. So 
if you decide the time is right, or if you're like me and you just can't mentally do both anymore, make a plan and take the leap. And remember this, in the moment, it feels like it's all or nothing, but you can always get a job again on the side. It's not a failure if you leap, realize, oh, that was too soon, and then pick up some work on the side. So catch yourself when you start thinking in extremes. It's a big decision, but it isn't a final one. Something that came up with a friend recently um, was talking about accolades in business. This is something else that I just think gets blown out of proportion on social media, especially. So she was asking what my biggest accomplishment was when I was building my brand. And this got us chatting about, you know, another thing that you kind of hear so much in the entrepreneurial space. And I think it's so misleading. So when she asked me, I kind of laughed because I said, you know, I know it's not what you're probably expecting, but honestly, just the fact that I'm still doing it is my biggest achievement. So we see all these flashy badges on social media, you know, being featured in magazines, worn by celebrities, little blue check marks. All of that stuff is great. And I would like to have more of it. But the funny thing is, I remember when I got my first feature, it was such a thrill, but that thrill lasted for such a short moment. The stuff that really matters in the journey is usually stuff that no one will know about. The person I have become because of my business, the skills I've gained, the resiliency I now have, these are the accomplishments and these are the things that actually last. They're harder to put into perfect little squares online though, I will say, <laughs> but they're lifelong gems and once you have them, they're yours. Every time you come back from a failure or a mistake, that's a little blue check mark. I really mean it. We get so focused on the external validation, which is important. And look, if Beyonce ever wants some jewelry, I will stop everything I am doing to make that happen. But it is the internal work, the progress, those early mornings, late nights, the growth, building something honorable. That's the real stuff. And it's hard to know that until you start so you can actually feel it for yourself. So if you're starting something, remember that there is only one you. The thing you are doing may have been done a thousand times before, but it has never been done by you in your way. So why on earth would you expect someone else's blueprint to be yours as well? Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can, judge less, less often, and never ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.